This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on Defence Production and Make in India. The participants are Vice Admiral Satish Soni, Defence Analyst, and Sudhir Ranjan Sen, Journalist. The Ministry of Defence yesterday invited proposals from Indian companies to partner with foreign companies to make six submarines in India. This is, in fact, the first step, so to say, of the Make in India that we are seeing being implemented and finally taking shape. Vice Admiral Satish Soni, to begin with, by asking, how significant is this? The expression of interest being issued yesterday. It is extremely significant for many reasons. One is that we have a shortfall of submarines. We have only 14 conventional submarines as of now, and we need uh, many more. In fact, the 30-year program, which was approved as far back as 1997, had said that the Indian Navy should have uh, 24 conventional submarines, but that could never be. For whatever reasons, there have been delays, but that we have started the acquisition process is important. Our uh, submarines, barring the two Calvary class, which have just started to get inducted, the others are very old, and their operational availability is always suspect. So that we will get more submarines whenever that happens, and we have taken a step. It's important. That's one reason. The second reason is that it is an indigenous process. We are going to start making submarines. as the listeners would be aware that the indian navy has fairly decent indigenous shipbuilding program starting with 61 when we first built ins ajay followed by ins nilgiri which is commissioned in 72 and then the godavari class in the mid 80s and finally a destroyer that we commissioned ins delhi in 1998 and then it's been a success story our shipyards the psu shipyards in mdl grse and gsl they've been making all classes of ships including an aircraft carrier which is likely to be commissioned by 2021 by the cochin shipyard but somehow we were not able to make conventional submarines that's history by itself we started the process is important and that is going to be indigenous is important the military industrial complex of submarine construction will gain and uh, hopefully we will become as proficient in submarine construction as we are in warship construction digging forward make in india very great concept but when we look at make in india defense last 5 years despite the push of the government we didn't see too many projects coming to fruition so to say this looks like the first fruition of the make in india project just a month back there was an expression of interest for the naval utility helicopters also that's also an ambitious program but yes you are right to some extent to develop indigenous warship building capabilities for that matter aircraft building capabilities we have been a little slow that's for many reasons another reasons could well be because of our capability to spare that kind of money the defense services are always having shortfalls they are keen to acquire equipment weapons ships quickly to make those shortfalls they can't have those capability gaps and therefore we go in for import versions but better late than never let's hope that we make up fast if you look at the private industry i mean when we look at say developed countries like europe or the united states we largely see that majority of course government supported much of the research into cutting edge technology especially for defense is happening in the private sector till make in india happened we never saw any kind of thinking so how far do you think we are down that line now 
I'll disagree with you slightly that it's not that the thought has not been there. The Navy, for one, has also been encouraging private shipbuilders. We had the Pipa, we had Bharti, but there have been a few shipyards. They were fledgling. The Navy nurtured them. The Navy even gave orders to them. They defaulted. And regrettably, barring L&T, no other private shipyard or warship building capability whichever has, has done really well. Now, if you were to view this aspect from their side, they would say that we need more nurturing. We need more hand-holding because we don't have a good military-industrial complex. The shipyard by itself, I mean, it's a very complex process because you've got to have radar systems, you've got weapon systems, you've got to have valves, you've got underwater technologies. There are just so many aspects to warship and aircraft building. And it's not just that one entity. So the country's industrial complex has to be able to respond to these demands for these initiatives to become successful. That is where our future lies, right? Notwithstanding the initial failures, we have to handhold them. We have to listen to them. There are various platforms for this interaction between the private industry and those must be strengthened. The government must be willing to invest in them. And these are very good examples of what is happening now. That means the NUH deal, the submarine deal. But whilst the expression of interest is there, I would just urge the government to see through this. There should not be any delays which have been there in the past. Even the 75 India program, which is now seeing a strategic partnership model expression of interest, the same was approved by the Defense Acquisition Council in 2010. But it fell by the wayside because there were some clauses of importing or two submarines first, building the balance later. There was some conflict of interest and differences of opinion, etc. So now that we've taken this path, we must expedite. And notwithstanding the costs and notwithstanding the delays, the services must be patient, the private partners must be a little more dynamic, and we must go through these major acquisitions. This make in India where you have an Indian partner tying up with a foreign equipment manufacturer, a lot depends on how willing the foreign equipment manufacturer is to share critical technology with its Indian counterpart. And there have been instances in the past where they have not been very willing. How do we cross that hump? You are right. It is very difficult. But the foreign companies, I think, do realize that it's a very big market. 40,000 crores, 50,000 crores, it's no small money. And uh, if they want to do business in India, in this market, they must have models by which everyone wins. In the sense that if you give them not only a market, but if you give them opportunities to manufacture some of their goods here, which they can use for their own exports, I think they should be willing to share some technologies. So contract writing is extremely important. Discussions initially are very important. Choice of partners is very important. And uh, we must have our own R&D capabilities. Those need to be strengthened. And in developing such projects, we've got some examples like Brahmos and Barakate, etc. There is a co-development. That means some of the R&D we have taken on, some of the R&D has been taken on by the foreign partners. And together, we have produced something which is extremely good and which can be sold and exported and, you know, which is a win-win situation. So we've got to lay down these very strong ground rules. The other thing, for the benefit of our listeners, what happens after this? The expression of interest has gone out. Then yeah. what are the steps 
that you follow? You see, the aim of this entire acquisition process is that for anything to be contracted, you must have adequate number of players in the field or bidders. Then there is no controversy as to, you know, who you have given the Somebody contract. being favored, not favored. Being favored. Not favored. So, that is very important. So after the expression of interest, people express their interest and there is a request for information which is given by the service to say that this is the kind of product that we want. And then discussions are held with the bidders and we see as if how we can evolve at a RFP, that means the specifications for which we would have adequate bidders. And once that happens, then it's a request for proposals are put and then we invite bids and thereafter those technical bids are examined in the sense that whether they'll be actually able to make that product or not. And if they have those products, then trials are carried out once they clear the trials and then the financial bidding takes place. So it's a very long process. It's a very tedious process. So we are right in the first step. And we've got to really push through this with some dynamism. And of course, I don't doubt the integrity of the system, but we should be able to evolve at a most economical acquisition. The other question that very often comes up is that whichever company in India or shipyard in India is chosen to implement this project, then should it not be the go-to shipyard, so to say, for submarines of the Indian Navy for the next 30 years or what should be the process that next time you need submarines you go through the entire process? How does it happen? Well, that has been the case with warship building. Unfortunately, there have been hiccups in so far as submarine building is concerned because after all, we acquired the Shishumar class which two were acquired from Germany and two were built here. So that was in fact the intention and that was way back in the mid-80s. But regrettably, there were hiccups, there were some problems, the contract had to be. And thereafter, I told you in 2010, again, we went through this process. And at that time, HSL, I think, was the shipyard which was identified. Like now, we are making like the Mezagon Shipyard Limited. They have made the Delhi class, they made the Shivali class, they made the Vizag class. So they have made these big destroyers. Top of the line. So similarly, GSL is making the OPVs, offshore patrol vessels, and Garden Reach made the Corvettes. There is a little understanding. Specialization. Specialization hull-wise by different Mm -hmm. shipyards. And insofar as submarines are concerned, I think the Navy's ambition is to have two different lines and progress those two lines. But regrettably, even one has not been as successful as yet. Going back to the entire concept of foreign companies and governments, sharing critical technology as we were discussing and you said that they have to function. They need to understand it's a huge market and they have to function according to the rules of the market. A lot many times specifically in this strategic partnership thing, we have seen foreign companies talking about you'll have to let us control critical technology or we will not be able to give you so to say the IPR, the intellectual property rights for X, Y and Z. How does one negotiate this? It is very difficult to get technologies from anyone. While they say that transfer of technologies they will give us. But we've got to be very good at negotiating. We've got to make sure that we develop our own R&D facilities. We have a DRDO which has got some 44-odd labs and those labs are now mature. We must be able to do some research on our own 
and share it with them on a quid pro basis. So there are many models on which to work. But if you think that somebody is going to give you a tried, tested R&D research technology on a platter, I think it is very difficult. Or it will be very, very costly. I mean, you can be. Yeah, it will be costly. And you can be dependent on them in the sense that they could hold the critical links. Specifically going back to submarine building and submarines, how cutting edge is, say, or how difficult is it to make submarines? Because we are very good at shipbuilding. We're now seeing that the LCA, the light combat aircraft, slowly, although it's taken a lot of time taking shape, turning out to be a good aircraft, although there are back and forth still happening, vis-a-vis a submarine. It is to our credit that we've been able to build the INS Aryanth. It is a SSBN. We are the first country or the only country which has built a SSBN directly. You would have to conventional submarine first and then go on to SSBN. In fact, that was what our original plan was, to build INS Aryanth as a SSN, as a nuclear attack submarine. And later on, we were became more ambitious, but we were able to do it. So it's not that we don't have the capability. It is not as if our industrial complex cannot meet those challenges. It is just that the submarine building program has met with some speed breakers, which could have very easily been avoided. But defense contracts are difficult. There are always some political implications to whatever happens. But that's part of the game. I think it's difficult, but we have the capability. This particular first step that we see has been taken yesterday. How much time before we see the first submarine coming out of this process? It is very difficult. It is very difficult to even... You take the example of, say, a country like China. They are building their aircraft carrier in three and a half years. In our case, it has taken an embarrassing amount of time. So it just depends on how efficient we want to be. It's not that we don't have the capability, but I would say that the whole process, before you actually have a submarine going out, it could well be 10 odd years. Thank you so much, Admiral Soni. You were listening to our discussion on Defence Production and Make in India. The participants were Vice Admiral Satish Soni, Defence Analyst, and Sidhi Ranjan Sen, Journalist. This programme was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This programme is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this programme at airnsdtalks at gmail.com. 